The big question is this, how do we use the seven step blueprint to help you or people you influence become more physically healthy than 98% of the people you know and in your community? That's what today's episode is all about. Let's get stuck into it straight away. Today's episode of the new science of physical health. Hi everybody, welcome back to this episode of The Daily Drop. Do I look at the number? I think it's 22. I think we're at number 22. You'll be able to tell me because I will have written it correctly. But when I'm recording this, I didn't quite look at it. Hey, I'm having a great weekend day here. It's just been for a little ride down to my local supermarket. And I've uh, tracked my uh, the uh, health adaptations with our clinical-based health software, uh, riding down road back. In fact, I even um, I took a backpack, like a, like a uh, what do you call it, a knapsack, um, put that on my, on my uh, shoulders. And then loaded up my groceries that I wanted to get. Then I rode back. So it was much harder on the way back. And I didn't have to, my heart rate worked harder for less intensity, which was really good because it meant that my health software reported better, uh, faster health adaptations for less amount of work, if that makes sense. More about that in the courses and books and stuff that we have, not for this episode of The Daily Drop. So yesterday's episode, I was talking about how I had spent some time about a decade or more ago with a professional Australian rules football player. Type into Google AFL or Australian rules football and then look at the, these two clubs, Richmond Football Club, uh, um, Richmond Australian rules football club versus Carlton opening game to the season. Now, if you look at, any, go onto YouTube and you look at the opening game anywhere between 2009, 2011, 2012, in fact, maybe even before 2009, maybe 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012, the person that you're about to hear from was the person when they start the whole season. So it's a professional football code in Australia. The opening season game is at the massive Coliseum here in Australia called the Melbourne Cricket Ground, where they hold 100,000 people. I went to it in 2009 because my friend and the person I've done some education work with, Troy he was the player that was the person that knocked the ball out at the start of the game. He plays for Richmond, the, the black and yellow team, the black team with the yellow sash across their jumper. And my team was the opposite team, the team I cheer for all my life, Carlton Football Club. They are the blue with their white logo in the middle, the Carlton Football Club. So 90,000 people in the stadium, and I'm down on the sideline. What a time of my life where they blow the whistle, the crowd goes ballistic, the opening game of the season, and they knock the the two biggest players on the team. And the person you're about to hear from, Troy, well, he's one of them, six foot ten, um, something like, I don't know, 110 kilos, 230-odd pounds, whatever that converts to be, and um, 203 centimeters, something like that. And he is a fast, athletic human being. The whole point of it is that Troy and I were talking after the game, the opening game of Richmond versus Carlton back in 2009, back at his place, and later in that evening after the game had finished, of which my team, Carlton, thumped Troy's team. Not that I was playing on the team. I'm a spectator and way past and never that elite as an athlete. So Troy and I were talking how 90,000 people in the stadium were cheering their guts out. That's an expression we use in Australia. Just cheering their lungs out for their heroes at the opening game, and it's telecast, broadcast all over the country to 26 million people, and I don't know how many international people watch Australian rules football. Yet what percentage of those 90,000 people in the stadium have ever learned anything? 
about how to use physical activity to drive down their risk of the number one cause of sickness and death worldwide, cardiovascular disease. So Troy and I got together, and here is a short five-minute excerpt from a DVD that we shot where we talk about something to do with heart rate. Now, I'll save it. You'll listen to it in just a second. But it's really interesting coming from the perspective of here's a person who's literally in the center of the field at the opening game of the season with 90,000 people around him in the Coliseum, and he made this observation. How many of those people have ever learned about life inside their body? And we know the percentage is very low, particularly as adults. And it's also very low that compared to the athletes who are pushing their bodies to the maximum athletic performance, most people in the stadium, the vast majority, aren't even pushing themselves to be physically healthy, let alone be an athlete. And Troy and I are not interested in, in this video clip, in people trying to be athletes. That's not the goal at all. It's just trying to reach the stage where you're classified as being physically healthy, which we'll talk more about later on. So let's tuck in now to this episode, then we'll finish off. I won't come back in this episode of The Daily Drop. It's about another five or six minutes worth of Troy and I in the studio a few years ago talking about something to do with the new science of physical health and how to drive down your risk or the risk of anyone. Number one cause of sickness and death worldwide. All right, here we go. Thanks for joining me this episode, everybody. Transition, there's the little clip from the video from a few years back where you'll meet Troy, a Australian rules professional football player for 12 years when the average player only lasts in the league three years. He was a pro footballer here in Australia for 12 years. All right, everybody, thanks for joining me. See you tomorrow's episode. Bye for now. Listen to the rest of the clip. Bye. a tipping point occurs when they have that cardiovascular event. You are unfortunate to have it so young in life, but fortunate from now being driven to learn about it and to teach others and, and be a part of this message. And, uh, and so that leads us on to this next session that we want to finish up on in terms of, you know, the title of this episode is called Discover the Beat of Your Healthy Heart. And I want to talk to the audience, I guess, about the, um, a topic called resting heart rates. And Every person living, when you're sitting, you're standing, whatever you're doing, your heart beats a certain number of times a minute. And there's a great comparison that we can make very briefly here that will help everybody to discover the beat of their healthy heart. And that is that when you're at rest, either lying down or sitting in a chair, your heart beats a certain number of times a minute. Now, let's go through a little bit of a comparison here. Troy, as an athlete, how many times a week do you train at the moment for the AFL? Um, a brief outline, we train six days a week. Yep. Uh, I've been doing that for, as I said, 11 years now. So consists of two or three football sessions, three weight sessions, a number of cardio, swim-type sessions. Yeah. Um, then there's a lot of, uh, I suppose, mental energy in meetings and reviews and, and yep. that sort of thing. So it all adds up yeah. over a week. And so that puts you at the elite category of cardio-protective activity. I mean, you really push your body. As a result of that 11 years of training, what's your resting heart rate? Mine's about 45 beats per minute. Yeah. Uh, and that's obviously being in the system and being an elite athlete for so many years, yep. that's very low. Because the more that people are involved in physical activity, the more that resting heart rate comes down. 
Exactly. And so, have you? Do you monitor yours quite regularly? Yes, we do. We during the season we're actually given a heart rate monitor. Okay. And watch. Um, we measure our resting heart rate. It's the first thing we do is when we get up. Oh, okay. So Every morning. Put that on. Lie in bed for five minutes. Yep. And get our resting heart rate because if there's any change over over a certain period, our fitness staff can um, recognise that. Okay, we might be coming down with a bit of a flu or okay. a virus or that yep. sort of thing yeah and then they can monitor our training yep okay and they can make some adjustments mm. so the average person who is involved in cardio protective activities say for myself for example i would be involved six days a week nowhere near like an elite athlete would be and neither should i be um i'm in my mid-40s and my resting heart rate is around the 60 62 beats a minute so it's a bit of a difference the average person watching this episode has a resting heart rate of about 80 beats a minute. Now, this is very interesting. On a per day basis, that means, Troy, your heart rate, according to my notes, would beat 64,800 times in a single day. Mine on average, which is about 60 beats a minute, would beat 84,600 times a day. But if you are watching this at home and you're not currently involved in cardioprotective activity on a daily basis, your heart would beat, their heart would beat, 115,000 times a day, which I guess is the reason we want to discuss the message. We want to help them lower that. Would you agree? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. The less beats your heart has, the less strain there is on your body, the greater chance you have of not having a cardiovascular event. We take that out just a fraction further and we look at a year. And the numbers suggest here that we have written, written down here is that Troy's heart will beat 23 million times a year. Mine would beat about 31 million times a year. And the average person at home not involved in cardioprotective activity is about 42 million times a year. A big gap, would you suggest? Quite large. <laughs> Quite large. We don't want people watching this to be elite athletes like Troy, but we're so glad from the Shane's Pulse team point of view that Troy is supporting the message because we have someone here live that highlights the differences between the average person, someone who is involved in cardioprotective activity, and the elite athlete. And we look at that and we do a final little quick measurement over a whole decade. And, and, you know, Troy, how old are you now? I'm 31 now. 31. I'm in my mid-43. So the difference is a little bit over 10 years. But if you're sitting at home, over the next 10 years, if you are not involved in cardioprotective activity, Troy and I sat down and worked out before that your heart will beat, this is a staggering number, by the way, 180 million times more over a decade, say from 30 to 40, than what Troy's would. And so the purpose of this quick discussion on resting heart rates and bringing in someone like Troy, an elite athlete, is folks to highlight and help you to discover the beat of your healthy heart so that you will take a step to understanding the benefits of a cardioprotective activity pattern. So Troy, thanks very much for joining us and we'll see you again in another segment shortly. Thank you very much.